G'day everybody, welcome to Wednesday's show. She's the 9th of September, we're here till it's 10 o'clock. Shit, is it? I always was dealing in the future, wasn't I? Um, welcome to the program. Can I just verify that? I'm sure it was the 9th today. It's the 8th. So we're here till uh, 10 o'clock. If you want to join, then there is a, uh, a little link in our, our Facebook page. You just click on that link and you can pop up. And that would be so cool if you come on in. Anybody who comes on tonight, uh, whether it's a comment on our Facebook page, uh, whatever, goes in the draw for a 12-pack of Lover, uh, Lover Pie Pies, which is uh, exciting. Sophia, welcome. How are you? Yeah, good. Is it really annoying that I got the date right and you got it wrong because I was like, I only just sat down this second just in time for it going live? Yeah, man. Um, it was annoying me the whole time that that was happening. And I was like, I'm here like 20 minutes. You were having a shower. I was like, oh, God, you're so annoying. This needs to speed up. What's going on? We've got a special guest arriving in a couple of seconds. And then you just cruise on and and then go for it. So, yeah, that does piss me off. And I think our special guest has arrived. Let's uh Hello. Kia ora, how are you? I'm good, how are you? Long time no see. Yeah, yeah, well, uh, you know, COVID's uh, locked us all down in various bubbles. Uh, So this is your new chat show, is it? Yeah, man. So basically it's me and her, you, and just casually chatting about what's going on and stuff. Talk back with Thane and Sophia, mate. I love it, I love it, I love it. Yeah. Hey, what? so obviously we're only three weeks and you're looking shaggy as all hell. What's it's, going on it's, there? It's just, look, I mean, I, I stopped trying. I just went, screw this. I'm just in a bubble. I'm just going to shake it out. Yeah. Is that yeah. beard growth just these three weeks? Uh, I, I, is it? Say yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, yeah. I, it just exploded out. <laughs> it's, spring, it's spring and I'm growing. Spring has officially sprung. The first question somebody wanted me to ask you today is, what's behind the name Bomber? Uh, It was a nickname that was given to me by the second editor of Crackham when I was at Auckland University, and it it, it just stuck. Uh, There are very few people who actually even call me Martin or... uh, any, 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 any more. It's a terrible nickname trying to get through airport security with. Mm. Oh, absolutely. Holy moly. All right, that's good. You've had a colourful past editor here, <clears throat> TV guy. Um, colourful through- past? Well, you know, it's been colourful. It's been cheerful. It hasn't been bland like a manila folder. It hasn't been boring. It's had some no, shit going on. Yeah. Um, you know, you dabble in the politics. Uh, you reign supreme on radio with the Sunday night talk. And what else? Everything else you did, probably other things, but I can. I think we all worked together no. once. It's uh, at a place, also many years ago. Many years. Many ago. years ago. Yeah. Um, so for the new viewer, uh, why don't you, you know, for the millennial? Uh, you know, I don't know how long that covers anymore. Why don't you give us a brief run, rundown of the uh, the CV? Oh well, I mean, I'm the editor of the Daily Blog at the moment, and that's mm-hmm. uh, one of the uh, big political blogs in New Zealand. Um, I do some some broadcasting, mostly political consultancy uh, these days. 
uh, and a couple of media gigs, a couple of contract things that I, I, I write around the, the, the country. Uh, but mostly my, my passion is politics because it's, it's just very easy. Okay. Was it true that you were in the room the day of Jacinda uh, getting the big news that Winston called her as the Prime Minister? Um, I was aware of it and right. knew about it before the um, the final official sort right. of uh, acknowledgement of it. But I'd helped. Uh, I, I'd been. I'd been running around, sort of as a back channel uh, between various go-betweens, talking about that um, leading the the, the the 2017 government. I my feeling on election night of 2017 was that we had it because I knew how many special votes we still had to come in. Uh, I had sort of had a, a, a good breakdown of how those have gone in the past. I felt that they were going to come across to the Greens and Labour. Uh, and I felt that Winston was going to go with Jacinda. Um, it seemed very obvious to me right from the beginning. And um, that that's where he went down was of no surprise to me. What are you what are you two up to these days? Man, like Sophia, do you want to kick off with stuff? Well, I've got some businesses that I'm enjoying very much. <clears throat> um, and obviously three kids and at the moment, lots of lockdown, lots of baking, yeah. a lot of baking. It's like my stress relief. Yeah. Um, yeah, but in terms of, I suppose, business stuff, I've got a wellness and natural skincare company called Daily Wellness, and uh, that's doing well. We're enjoying that. Um, and uh, some other little things that I won't bore you with, but, yeah, all's going well. Mine's very interesting, Bomber. I'm in the social media space now. So I um, do a lot of social media with an agency for the hospitality sector, uh, which has always been very close to my heart. And I've been always been very good at it. I've got to be honest with you. So I'm doing that no longer in radio. Uh, so instead of just sitting around thinking about, you know, being an Uber driver or getting to real estate, I thought, ah, oh, you know, just to satisfy that deep, that deep tissue massage, that urge I have sometimes uh, was just to do this and get it out of my system. And you know what? One hour, that's all I need, I think, a night, you know. So that's that's kind of what I'm doing. Also, I'm working on a secret project that involves retirement. That's it. It's a good way to describe a cannabis uh, crop. I, I've, I, it was, it's interesting to me. It's interesting to me that we are going into um, – into a phase of the economy whereby people working from home is going to be the norm. I cannot, I, I don't, I don't see us going back to where we were in any time mm. soon. I think, I think that Delta has changed everything. This bloody virus is of such a magnitude. Uh, things are going to be very, very difficult and very, very different moving forward. I, I, it's, it's, I'd be interested to hear your thoughts on hospitality right now, Fane, with, it, it's so much more difficult to go out. And mm. there's also, and this is, you, you, you've seen this in London, 
um, people are actually a lot more fearful of going out. There's only there's always going to be some people who want to go out all the time, but that number I think is dwindling. So being um, able to provide the safe place is, is going to be really important. The mm. country's full of pissheads, and the thing is, is that under the last lockdown, when everything was open and they were released, they some some businesses made a whole year in the first couple of months. You know, turnover right. and buyers. They hit it enormously so hopefully two three weeks we'll be back in business um yeah. yeah but you're right it makes me a little bit nervous because i'm you know i've got to diversify out of hospitality if it keeps on going like this but yeah hey i've got a question here for you uh it's from josh owens hey bomber were you ever a chance of hooking up with kim.com or was it all <clears throat> was that you were working for him at one stage right is that a sexual uh, thing or a it was hooking up as in as in hooking up. I, I, uh, we were, we're mates and we're friends. I think the experience of going through the twenty fourteen election did that. Um, I feel very sorry for him. I think that he's been screwed up horribly by the bloody Americans mm-hmm. and got really screwed over by the National Party. Um, I, I would not want to be in his shoes. I think that if they get hold of him, he's off to Guantanamo Bay right, and they're yeah. eating dog food for the rest of his life. So, uh, what's I he think doing now? What's he doing now? Still um, shacked up with that young chick in Queenstown wearing yeah, black yeah, yeah. So, hoodies so, so, and rich? He's working. Well, I think he's working on a, a, on a new cryptocurrency, of course. Right. Um, and uh, he'll be insanely successful with that because he is quite an entrepreneur. Um, I think that the, the the Supreme Court is yet to make a ruling on some of the, 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 the bits and pieces that his case was pushing, but it might come down to the minister in the end to decide whether or not to give him the flick, and um, I think it would be a terrible uh, decision if we allowed the Americans to, to just take him. Mm. You know what, if I was him and, you know, get the publicity, get the country on your side, why don't you do one of those goodbye pork pies, you know, just go on the run for a couple of months and, and just, you know, updates. He's using I a VPN. I don't, know. I, don't know. I don't think a six foot seven, very large German is easy to move around the country without anyone noticing. It would be the shortest I mean, God, the cops will catch me before they caught him. <laughs> exactly. And that's either Rangi Toto or Kim got dot. <laughs> <laughs> All right, hey, I've got another message here. Um, 20 years after September 11, I remember Bomber on Z marking the moment about New Zealand's response and how significant a moment that decision was. Whatever decision we took, keen on your reflection of New Zealand's response. Good that's, that, that's, that's so crazy because I'm actually writing – a piece for uh, the blog tomorrow, 20 years since, since September the 11th. And we, 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 when it happened, I, I had friends over at my house and there was bang, 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 bang on the door. And I was, it was just around, I think, just before midnight or just after. And it was one of my mates who knew that I had um, 24-hour news. I think I had uh, CNN on my uh, at home. And they'd come running over to my place saying, oh, there's this, the a plane's hit the tower, plane's hit the tower. And so we switched it on. And as we're debating and talking about, because I, 
you know, I, I knew that, that, that New York was a no-fly zone. You can't just fly planes over it. Then mm. maybe it had been an accident, maybe, and we were sort of arguing to and fro about that. And as we were arguing, the second plane just sort of came and just bang. Yeah. And it was at that point that I realized, oh, this, this, is, this is really on. And uh, we, I remember doing a talkback show. We talked to a bunch of people. There was a, a, a Kiwi in Central Park who was smoking a joint uh, after mm. the event oh. and was giving us their thoughts on it, which I thought was wonderful. We talked to a couple of other people who were watching the uh, buildings burn. They'd both fallen by that stage uh, from an apartment block across town. Um, and I remember trying to quantify it all at the end of it. And, and I said, I think that from, from, from this moment on, um, we are, the, the, this changes everything and the, the, mm. that America is going to respond in a way that is, is, is almost uncalculable. And, 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 that's, and that's what happened. We've had the worst 20 years of any start of a bloody century as far as I'm concerned. The goodwill that we destroyed by blundering into wars in the Middle East, the cost, sweet Jesus, $6 trillion to invade Iraq and Afghanistan. We lost Afghanistan. Um, the, 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 the huge increase in heroin that will, the, the Taliban will now be able to create that will be killing people off in Europe in the, in, in the coming decades. The loss of trust that we had in our establishment. Um, the reason why Donald Trump was able to use fake news so successfully, right? Why did it resonate with people so much? Well, it goes back to when the media were telling us, oh, yeah, there are weapons of mass destruction. There are totally weapons of mass destruction. There are so many. We're going to fall over us. Oh, there are no weapons of mass destruction. The entire thing was a lie. All of these people. We destroyed people's faith in the system with the lies that happened there. And I think that it's had so many un unseen and unknown sort of ramifications on our culture. I think for one reason why millennials, for example, are so into microaggression policing and attacking each other in those weird sort of ways is because they gave up trying to change the superstructure of, of, of society. They gave up train, trying to change the big things because they all were born in the wake of, of what happened with that lie of a war. And they saw. But how did they give up if they've only just been bloody born? They've not tried. Forgive me. Forgive me. When I they grew up in a sense of disillusionment, a culture of disillusionment. People who just didn't believe in the system, they lie, you know, and all of those American soldiers who went to fight for a war that was all a lie. All of those knock on things, I think have impacted us as a society um, and it's only made our standing in the West even more difficult in the Middle East. So, um, yeah, I think it was a huge event. Uh, we should never have gone to bloody war. And it's, it's, it's just a reminder, I think, in the week that we had an ISIS terrorist attack in this country, that you can't allow violence to beget <laughs> violence, that when we start taking vengeance against others because they've mm. hurt us, this is where we end up, right? This is this nonsense in 9-11. So we can't allow the extremes to manipulate the, the, the middle into going into, you know, some other bullshit war. I think it's Gosh, I mean, war. eloquent. Gosh, he's good, isn't he, when he talks, um, he's like Pavarotti, you know, um, with the big tunes. When you're talking politics, you really come into your own. Now, moving <laughs> off politics quickly, um, Bombs, I've got uh, – 
a question here. What are your best moments on Channel Z? Because New Zealand love that station, and it's just another messed up uh, media move by companies. Or maybe it wasn't um, stuff there was look, there were there were lots of I mean it was it was fun working with Clark Gayford who's who's now um hasn't he hit the jackpot of a lifetime uh, still touch base with him now and again uh, it's 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 wonderful it's very funny um, working with him was a lot of fun uh, I think we yeah we were just lucky and fortunate enough to be able to be on a radio station that the adults had just left to everyone else. <laughs> They didn't really know what they were doing with Channel Z. They just said, oh, you guys go and do your thing. And we did our thing. And um, it was just, it was a lot of fun. I don't think you could do what we did back then now. I just, we'd all be cancelled for various reasons. Mm-hmm. But uh, one of the funniest things I always remember was <laughs> was ringing up the rock radio station and telling them that we were a new pizza company and that we were delivering pizzas and we'd like to give them some free pizzas for a shout out on air. Correct. And of course there was nobody there, but we kept ringing every seven minutes. It's like, we're downstairs right now. We're here. And at the poor, I think, I don't, I can't remember who the DJ was, but the amount of, I think it was the fifth time we you sent him down there to try and get the pizzas. That's when he really blew up at us. Uh, and we and we uh, we taped it all and just played it live. Fantastic! And was wasn't Coleman great back then? Oh, he was another. It was just it was a talent pool. There were so hmm. many people who came out of that station um, and went on to not much else. But uh, no, John, um, uh, 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 um, John from Breakfast ended up running um, the project on TV Three. John Bridges, yeah, 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 mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, that's right. Um, okay, well, that's good. Channel Z. Now, I got a little just... question. Yeah, okay, I'll forget. So, when you say you think that New Zealand's not going to go back to, you know, what what we were in terms yeah, of COVID-wise, yeah, yeah, yeah. and from your perspective, where do you think we're going to go? What do you think is going to change? Do you have any, you know, finger on the pulse of what's happening at the moment, yeah, I, talk, I talk to a lot of people in decision-making um, circles uh, and for, to, to get information for the blog, obviously. Mm. So I've got a pretty good um, inroad there. I, here's, here's, here's the reality. Here's the grim, grim, grim reality. Um, the modelling tells us that even at 90% vaccination rate in New Zealand, which no other country has been able to achieve, let's mm. just even at 90% vaccination, you're still looking at 11,400 hospitalizations and over 1,000 deaths. And can now, we handle that from a hospital point of view? No. no. We, I mean, our hospital system is pretty bloody run down at the, at, 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 at the best of times. Um, and we don't have the kind of morgue capacity for that increase either. So mm. if you're going to get to a situation where we're not going to have lockdowns anymore and we're just going to try and live with the virus, which is where every every country's trying to aim right now with Delta, yeah. it's going to become endemic, whether we like it or not. The bloody, it just, it's it, it spreads too quickly. It will be everywhere. Yeah. 
at some point it's going to become endemic in the population. So how do you get to that level? Well, first you've got to try and get as many vaccinations as possible. Mm-hmm. And even if you get to that point, you're going to have to do something about lifting our hospital capacity and we've got to build more morgues and more cemetery space. I mean, it's all well and good for people to say, oh, the, you know, the, the flu kills 500 people a year and, you know, we yeah. have people on the, on the roads. Yeah, but we've got a system that deals with that because we know that's how many dead people we normally deal with each year or how many sick people we normally deal with. This yeah. is something completely unique. And so we don't have the capacity for that. Um, my guess and, and, and my, my feeling is that the second we get another Delta outbreak, we're going to have to go into local, back into lockdown level four. There's no way you can avoid that unless you're going to run up huge hospitalisation numbers and deaths. And I just don't right. think that that Jacinda Ardern or this Labour um, government could politically survive. You know, images of ha- ambulances that that are that are you know bumper to bumper outside hospitals. Can we financially survive lockdowns, though. Pardon. Can we financially survive oh, lockdowns? And this, is, and this is the bloody question, right? Because each of these are costing us about maybe $750 million a year, oh, sorry, $750 million a week. A week. Um, and we've already burned through the $5 billion that Grant Robertson had already put aside. Now, mm-hmm. he is talking now about another $25 billion that he can access, but mm-hmm. that's on future taxation. So... Yeah. <laughs> They're bloody expensive, but I can't see any other way, honestly, that the government, any government, and even if David Seymour was the prime Mm. minister, it's not politically. It's not policy. Well, it's it's just it wouldn't be accepted by New Zealanders if ambulance people can't get into the hospitals. You know, they'd be so overwhelmed that they shut down and people start dying on the street. That's not New Zealand. That's too much of a shock for us, right? So So another question. Yep. Um, sorry to cut you off. I always really read into, particularly during lockdowns, I really read into small, subtle signals that come through in news reporting, the way that people are having conversations, the way that things are presented, how, like at what stage they present what data. And from what I've been reading into from the last two days is basically there's no way Auckland's getting out of this with only one more week of level four. Like even at 15, you know, in the about a week ago, there was a lot of talk like, well, you know, we're not saying we have to get to zero to release from level four. And now it's like, well, we're at 15, but you need to keep testing. You need to keep testing. You know, there's this real rhetoric of, we're at 15, but we're going to show you a whole bunch of terrible news after that to kind of like just agitate you out of feeling any safety or relief from being at that number. You know, it's like no one's celebrating here. And I'm like, 15, you know, let me out of here. But but your experience, what do you think? um, Look, I think think you're reading it really, really close to the bone. Um, they're so frightened that we've missed something. I mean, this Middlemore yep. hospital business where we now suddenly have 120 possible contacts because they, they they just didn't they didn't click quick enough that the patient was sick. And, of course, they didn't click quick enough that the patient's sick. They're understaffed, overworked. They're and we're talking a sore tummy, right? Like- yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And, and, you know? and, and, 
and so they so they they they, they miss that. That could be that could blow things out. Mm-hmm. Look, my my guess is that we're going to be in level four until the thirteenth. Um, mm-hmm. I think that they'll see the rest of that week off, maybe at level four. And I think they'll give it a week of level three and then move to level two. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I get that vibe as well. Yeah, yeah. And it, and that's and that's and this is the stress, right? Because mm. lockdown is the only effective tool of bloody blunting the virus once it's starting to take shape. And the last thing we want is what's happened in Sydney. So mm. you've got to stamp the bloody thing out first and then people can start getting their lives back. But I think that, that the ease with Delta can spread is going to mean we'll be in, there'll be another lockdown before Christmas. Um, just, just, on, just, on, just on the mathematical odds, just on the mathematical odds of it, you know? Martin, um, we've got a question here. We've got a question. If we are going to continue having lockdowns, do you know from your inner political circles whether the government will support events with COVID insurance? Thank you very much, Erin. That's an excellent question. Um, I think that they're having to start to look at these things. Um, my my feeling and my just when I talk to people on the inside um, is that they're so myopically focused on saving today, you know, mm. making sure all the things are getting done, all the millions of things that need to bloody happen and work well. Um, and, they, and, and because they've been so focused on just keeping our heads above the bloody water, None of that wider stuff about, well, COVID insurance, what are we going to do with bars? You can't have bars in these conditions endlessly oh, yeah. because they'll start mm-hmm. shutting down, right? Yeah. This, is, this, is, this is the part where businesses start to fold. So yeah. you're going to have to come on with some bigger ideas and some new ideas. And, uh, I, you know, whether that is uh, a hold or freeze on tax for six mm-hmm. months, whether or not, I mean, I think I think they need to do some big ideas here because this is this has pushed people who have been holding on, I think, by their fingernails economically as long as they can. This last one's really pushed some over. So can I, I ask, I, can I, I ask, um, Martin, yeah. how media trained is the Prime Minister? Uh, she must have been groomed pretty fast. Uh, had a sit down with probably the best in the country, don't know who that is, and that really shows in her press conferences, right? She is trained within an inch. She's Bruce Lee trained. Well, here's the interesting thing. Here's the interesting thing about Jacinda. I've known her for 20-odd years. She's babysat my daughter, married my mate. I've, I've been interviewing her and talking with her for a very long period of time. You are absolutely right. Normally, when a leader becomes leader of, of, of you know, the national or Labour, or even the Greens, they sit them down with a communications person and they work on that. Um, <laughs> apparently, uh, the people they sent in to work with David Shearer when he became Labour, they just said there's something wrong with him. He can't. He cannot. He cannot actually finish a sentence within thirty seconds before. <laughs> Trailing off because he's not sure how to end it. He's he's unteachable. Um, wow. Yeah, yeah, unteachable. This is this is the funny thing with Jacinda. Um, they were going to have, and I think they did a couple of you know people did sort of sit down with her, but they came away going, she doesn't need any training. She has got this, and I think it is her genuine empathy. I think that she has completely 
redefined the role of leadership in a purely female fashion, in a, in a very, very pro-female fashion. And I say that in, in comparison to other female leaders who have always had to sort of... Um, uh, Man up a bit. Well, 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 like Margaret Thatcher, right? I mean, she, mm. she had to bring a very, very tough, strong to sort of compensate for the perception, oh, you're a woman, you're a weak politically. Yeah. She's done none of that. She has been able to use kindness as a political tool. You just think about how astonishing that is. She mm. uses kindness as a political tool and loses none of the power. None she's very balanced with her femininity. What she, she, well, she, she, I think she's able to communicate in a way that is so authentic and genuine. The people who are feeling frightened at home listen to her at one pm and go, "Okay, things now. She's sorted. Yeah, th- things are sorted. She's got it. You know." Um, and she has taken on that responsibility uh, to be the sort of the empathizer in chief, if you will. Uh, I, I, I think that she's one of the great New Zealand prime ministers. I think she has reshaped. Because you're in the, okay, so you, you know, just right. We get that. Why isn't she going on Mike Hosking's show? He's got a huge audience. We know he's pretty much the leader of the opposition. He's very mean. To he's her. got a big audience. Is it because he, she genuinely doesn't like the guy, or it's just the way he's his, his show is just too triggering? I no, I think it was. A, I I think I think it was a a, a, a um, screw you effectively. Right. To, to, yes. to, we don't need to be on your show. You're quite mm. rude. We don't have to be here. Uh, no, I, who believes her? I personally think that it sh- that that she should have turned up because whether you like Mike Hosking or not, he does the hardest radio interview in the game. And if you want to be the prime minister and you want to be the top dog, you've got to go on his show and dance. You know, mm-hmm. um, and 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 that she no, no, she doesn't have to. It was it was it was a, it was a pure screw you to uh, NZME, I think. And, and ZB as a, well, we just don't even have to be on your station, do we? Because they got under yeah, MMP yeah. an unprecedented majority. Bang, got that. Don't need to talk to you. Yeah, it's a funny one. You either have to get on there and piss on the patch and win, but at the same time, even if you do, he's going to come back tomorrow anyway. So it's like... I, I think I think she should have fronted, but um, it's it's the power of the prime minister to say I don't have to turn up on your show anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of power, do you think what? she could have another kid and still run the country and juggle COVID as well? Do you think? Because I mean, there's, Why? there's Why? more. Well, no, no, because you, you can't stop your normal life. You can't stop your normal life. That's where I'm coming from. But she, but, but she wouldn't need to do it now because it's not always going to be her and and the prime minister role, and that must be incredibly taxing from a time perspective. Yeah. Um, Sophia, can I just say, and also Bomber, the fact that she is like a mum's mum, and you can see that, right? Mums, mums, mums seldom have one child; they always go for probably land on three or four, and I think Clark's got it in him. Do you think they'd have another one during it, or you know? Do you well, think it's any of our business? I like to. I mean, she's public property. I like to see you know. I would never uh, wish to put words in the prime minister's mouth or, or or Clark's mouth over whether or not they want another child. I think it's on the public register that the first one was quite a surprise, mm. uh, and uh, I, I I think. 
I mean, who, who knows? I mean, it, yeah. it, it's, it's a tough enough job with one child. I, 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 it, it would be almost a kamikaze stunt to try and have another child yeah. while handling all of this stuff as well. I think that would be quite hard. Yeah. Well, hey, does she drive herself? Adam? Does she drive? Does she jump? She's got her own personal car. Does she drive herself or is she too busy for that? Oh, no, she did. No, no. She did. There was um, uh, Prime Minister, they have uh, a driver. Um, and that's for security purposes because it's also, mm. also security details. So she doesn't drive anywhere. That makes sense. Imagine, though, um, you know, the day that the terrorist hit Lynn Mall, that knowing what she knew, you know, years of a backstory and then all coming together on that day. That that would have been a lot of pressure, man. You could just see that change in her facials. Well, I mean, they had the timeline ready to go because they knew there were going to be all these questions. How the hell did every security apparatus in the country know this bugger was bad and this rat bag wanted to do harm, but no one could do anything to get rid of him? I mean, the New Zealand kind of went, wait a second. You Mm. knew about him in 2016. You know he'd gone a bit Lulu. He was having all sorts of crazy thoughts and fantasies about knives, and you couldn't get rid of him, you know? Um, it really does ask a whole bunch of questions of our intelligence apparatus who spend $150 million a year on um, to be able to come up with wow. better solutions than that, you know? I'm drinking a soul, everybody. Thank you. Sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm having a beer while I'm doing it. You know, it's, it's a relaxing type of time. 9.33, everyone. Our guest who just joined us is Martin Bradbury, a.k.a. Bomber, uh, and he has uh, got a blog called The Daily Blog. It deals in um, high-level uh, politics. And thank you very much, Bomber, for joining us on the show. We're loving talking to you tonight. It's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, thank you for having me on. And anytime uh, I can join you again, please let me know. Absolutely. Probably Absolutely. a weekly uh, slot, mate, to be honest. Next <laughs> 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 Wednesday it is. <laughs> but before you go, one yeah. last question for you. Uh, yeah, hi, yeah. Bomber. It's hard being a lockdown for someone with special needs, disability, wheelchair, and getting less support at home with no one mm. else in their bubble. Um, do you think there's anything else going up for people who are in, uh, in a, have a disability? Do you oh, think the government? The, you know, I just... If there's, if there's one section of this community that just doesn't get enough bloody support and love, it's the disabled community. I am constantly appalled at the difficulties that their lives are made, not just in the fact that the rest of society just doesn't design our communities for them, yeah. which is a really big problem, but Jesus, I get so angry about the way wins and the welfare system consistently make their lives so much difficult, much more difficult, by constantly demanding you know, your doctor's certificate for your disability, that you need to show up with this, you need to... Like, if someone is disabled and, you know, it's a clear disability, mm. the idea that someday in the next six months they won't be needing a wheelchair just seems absolutely ludicrous <laughs> to me, you know? I think there's a lot of bureaucracy in, in disabled people's lives that is absolutely needless, doesn't need to happen. Um, and I, I, I just, I wish... One of the awful things about COVID is that all of our 
big brains in the government, all of the smart people, their time is completely taken up with just trying to keep us safe from COVID. And it's mm-hmm. a real shame because I think there were so many things going on in the disability community in the sector that could be revolutionised to make their lives so much easier, but we can't because everybody's busy with COVID. Um, I mean, even to the point that we found out some of those drive-through centres weren't capable of handling disabled people coming through. I mean, just, just it does my head in. I think, I think the, I think the government needs to do a hell of a lot more for that entire sector. To be honest, it's it's a weird thing, Ace. Um, Jacinda and the government say so many good things, um, but oh, it's still a hard country to live in, man. It's still so expensive, and we've still got like the the supermarkets taking the piss, child poverty, more. What's with the supermarket? Ever seen. Oh. Don't even start me on the fucking supermarket. Why hasn't she got it right? Supermarket. That is that's where it's at. That's where this conversation needs to go. Okay. Pack and save. Lettuce. Scotty one. Five dollars. Right. Gift that bag, it's six bucks. I um one of the problems we've got in this country is that because 30 years ago we went through this neoliberal explosion, we just said free market, free market, dump the regulations, dump the state being, being you know, they dump the unions, da da da, it's all free market, free market. And the problem with free markets mm. is that if you don't have a state standing in there going, hey, 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 you buggers, cut it out. If you don't have the state doing that, what always ends up is it becomes an oligarchy. So it's just a group of incredibly rich individuals who mark. Sorry, and say that word again. Market. Oligarchy. So it's either an oligarchy, it's a duopoly, which is what we've got with um, uh, the supermarkets in this country, or monopoly. So just a couple of really good players. And, of course, they set the rules totally for them, not for us, but for them. Those supermarkets are walking away with half a billion dollars in profit in their pockets every single year. I think that it's – it's time that we gave up on the free market nonsense and as you said the state has an obligation to step in and help correct the market and what i think should be happening and certainly what i'm talking to behind the scenes with people who are interested um, is that we do need to have the state step in and be a third supermarket chain and their Mm -hmm. focus is on low prices highly paid staff and better money for the actual growers and if you create that you create that, that that benchmark the other players have to start winding their prices down as well. Yeah, and absolutely. And that's, and that's money directly back into your pockets, right? That's that's not a, 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 a tax break or whatever. You might have it clawed back on this or that. It would be the best thing for the middle classes. It would be the best thing for the working classes. And it would be best thing for beneficiaries, right? Mm-hmm. Everyone wins when those prices come down. It, it impacts everyone. And just because a couple of rich players won't be able to buy their third gold jet – well, I don't care. Mm. Yeah, it's funny because whenever we talk about the subject, someone goes, "Just grow your own salad," or like, "Why don't you just get a garden together?" And it's like, "Yes, I love a good garden. Don't get me wrong, but not everybody can sustain a full garden totally. and their kids and their job." Yeah, and their marital, you know, all of the other things and looking after their mums or whatever it is that they do in their individual lives that takes up time. Beyond hunter-gathering, right? (laughs) (laughs) 
I have a washing machine, God damn it. I am growing my own food. Um, no, you're absolutely right. It, but but if, if we, 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 we tweak these things and we make it so that the view is you have good capitalism, right? Not crony yeah. capitalism, not corrupt capitalism, but good capitalism. And you can yeah. have good capitalism, right? There's this... Yeah. There's, but it requires a strong state stepping in and doing those things. Thank to your question, why is it that you know they, they talk a good game but they're not getting things done? I think a lot of people don't what the, what most people don't understand about New Zealand politics is winning is one thing. Getting in and then actually forcing those bureaucrats in Wellington who run those large agencies and who run it for themselves. Right? We, we look look at look at that one point nine billion dollars Andrew Little gave 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 um, mental health. How many extra acute bit we got five. We got five acute beds for oh. that. Five. One point nine billion dollars and this is the problem. You hand the bureaucrats the money, they spend it on their pet projects and not the things that you wanted. And it's so it's really strange that that's not policed <laughs> at all. It's, it's just, no, they're allowed to. They're allowed to do whatever the bloody well like. Can we so, go to some of these comments to to involve them in this conversation, Thane? Is that doable? Um, Bob, do you have pay. time? Are you you okay for time there? Oh, yeah, Bob, you okay, hang on, here we. I've been so wanting to play that, you know. Oh my god, that was really cool. <laughs> Yeah, Let's just get to Adam's one here. There's lots of businesses yeah. making huge profits like the supermarkets, the fuel outlets, and slowly turning now with all the unattended stations. Um, well, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, COVID, COVID sort of knocks out your, your your profit model there, but not so much for the supermarkets. They're, 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 I mean, everyone has to buy from them, so they're doing quite That's well. That's true. And so also, so the gas stations, they're doing the pay in your car and all that. They're going to phase out humans. That's yeah. going to be gone. Yeah. Uh, Aaron, also, back when families grew their own crops, there were generally one, only one adult look working, leaving most families with working. Absolutely. The cost of living was lower. There was It was based on a, a heterosexual marriage where a man worked and a woman raised the children as well as doing that stuff. And now we're raising the children and we're working and we don't have time to grow a garden. Like, yes, as a hobby. I love it as a hobby. Hey, can I just Maybe say not. why hasn't the government, and I think Jacinda touched on it briefly, then it was forgotten, but why aren't we taxing Facebook and Google? Why aren't we going after the big guys and taxing all the online stuff? Yeah, and what happened with Australia why, with that one? Why, why am I getting strong? You know, they're coming down on the little guy, the self-employed, the mum and dad stuff. They're cracking down on track, uh, tradies doing the odd cashy, but leaving Zuckerberg and all the big guys just to continue to rape the country of its of, of tax. And this is the fundamental problem, I think, for uh, the, the left in general. We've moved away on the left from class and economics, right? The focus on the economic system to be able to produce an equal economy. We, we don't talk about that so much. We're much more into identity politics, you know, uh, gay rights, trans rights, Maori rights, people of colour rights, an intersectionist sort of sort of equation to work out who's the weakest and only they get to have a voice. So we're very much into identity politics. We're not into the economics. And I think that is a great loss because the real issues that are going on are economic. It's not social justice, it's economic justice. Mm -hmm. You're absolutely right. 
What we need is an enormous increase in our tax base to be able to fund public health, public education, all of the public services, and and a system that actually looks after you if you're mentally ill. We need an enormous increase of money to be able to go into those things, but it can't come from just the poor old wage slaves like us, people who are just trying to, you know, (laughs) just working their asses off to live. The the focus can't be on there. The focus has got to be on the multi-multi-billionaire class of large companies. And the way that you do that, and this is something that the left have given up on, but it's something I certainly try to push, because if we want the social infrastructure, you've got to have the money. But the people Mm. you can't squeeze any more bloody money out of them. If anything, people need tax relief. And the way you go about doing that is something like a financial transaction tax. You go Mm -hmm. after all of the big banks and the big players and the people who speculate, right? Because it's the speculators in an economy who ultimately should be punished. Hold on, what's a speculator? I'm not not privy to the terms. A a speculator is someone who's trading on hot money, somebody who's buying uh, currency at this price then selling it at another price, commodities, the the, the stock exchange, for for, for example. And what we need to do is we need to ping those guys. So so for every single financial transaction, you would pay 0.0001 of a cent. Now, If it comes into our country, do you mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. Everything everything that's, that's coming into New Zealand. And, and so for you and me, that might be a 20 cent a week increase in our tax, right? Mm-hmm. But for speculators, the people who are earning big dollars, it mm. would be multi-millions. And you would be That's able a great to raise, idea. You would be able to raise billions in, in tax to them because what's happened over the last 30 years is we've moved away from the big players and the rich paying big percentages of tax to everybody, all the small people paying for most of the tax now. you got to and pay I, tax when you get something online shopping, for God's sake. It's like, what? All of those things. All Imagine of those things. how fantastic it would be if people were paying that for, you know, like with what you're saying. Well, for, I've got another question, guys. Thing. I've got to move on. We're on too long on that one. It's getting boring. Okay. Mike, <laughs> what's, Bomber, what's your thoughts on crypto and its role in society over the next few years? Oh, Jesus. Mike Power, you're in the draw, of course. Anyone who makes it on screen for a uh, pack of... uh, uh, Hey, I didn't even know there were pies. I'm a little disappointed. I'm only finding out about the pies now. You have to comment or Uh, or follow us or subscribe down below. Yeah. (laughs) Bomber, I'll put you on the pie payroll. Thank you. That would be great. That would be great. Thank you. Please do. Um, crypto, look, I think that it has an, that there is an enormous potential in that. Don't don't get me wrong, um, but at the moment it seems to be mainly for people who think they're going to make be millionaires and drug dealers washing their cash. And I mean, that's great and neat, but um, I think you'd have to you'd have to be really smart about. See, the, the, the difficult thing with crypto is trying to work out with, I mean, with, with everything else in stock markets, you can make an argument why you think something's going to rise or why you think something's going to fall. With crypto, it's very difficult to know, well, what is it? You know? It's hard to mitigate. Fair enough. Moving on, everybody. I love what you were saying. My first child is 40. It was way better then in New Zealand. Uh, my first child could buy a home, but the next two were fucked up because we uh, did mass my immigration and didn't keep hospitals up to scratch. The, oh, my God, what a fuck up. 
Uh, that's one of the real problems with the neoliberal model that we took on board. All we did to keep propping up the economy, and this was key stunt for nine years, mass immigration, right? So yeah. you can't create growth in your own economy. We'll just create it by bringing in hundreds of thousands of people, hundreds of thousands of people. Um, we were taking in so many more. Uh, we were taking in more uh, uh, migrants than Australia uh, Australia is a country of 30 odd million. We're a country of 5 million. Uh, we've relied on cheap, easy, lazy migration for such a long time. Um, it's created massive problems with our infrastructure. And <clears throat> if you're not going to deal with those kind of infrastructure issues, it creates resentment amongst the host of, um, 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 population. So, yeah, I think that, and, and we're seeing it in, in Auckland now. Jesus. Auckland Central is a hellhole. God forbid being a business in central Auckland. Oh, it's, and, and they're never going to get it finished in time. It's just always ongoing. So um, hopefully you would think that with this COVID lockdown, here's a chance to reset some of those things, right? Because we haven't had anyone coming into the country. Uh, and I hope that there's a lot more focus on that because we're not going to continue on mass immigration, uh, uh, international students and um, hyper-tourism. I just don't uh, think moving that's on. Uh, Adam Corbett writes on the fruit and veggie in Auckland, if we keep building houses on our prime growing land in Pocky, we will push growers further out, more time, more travel, more something or other, more fuel. Cashing in on the land should be illegal. Amen, amen. Sing it, brother. I have no idea why on earth Auckland is just handing away so much of its productive growing land to the south of us for more houses. That's That's – we should be building houses in areas that are already dense. We shouldn't be building out on our productive land. He's so right. That's our future vegetables and and and, and garden markets that we're building over there. It's so where would you where would you propose to build? Because from oh. coming from like the viewpoint of houses are expensive as all hell. Yes. So how does that work? Uh, I look. I, I think that you 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 have two immediate things that you put into play. One is you designate a couple of satellite cities with high-speed rail, right, connecting yes. them. You've actually got the infrastructure. You build up a couple of satellite cities around Auckland. Um, but, but for, you could go tower on her as well. What happened with that train? That's, that's that was the, like slow. God bless. That's for the medium term, but for the immediate term, look, I would, I would just, with one stroke of a bloody letter, um, demand that every every uh, golf course in in Auckland hands over nine of its holes, and so they have the nine holes, and the rest is social housing immediately. Really? Oh God, yes. That's fifty golf courses. Bang! Like golf? That. <laughs> nah. I don't care. <laughs> no. sort of care. Take them. I'm not, I don't care. It's for rich people. I don't care. What What are your thoughts on Billy TK and Vinny? What's your thoughts on Billy TK and Vinny Eastwood um, getting home deep? <laughs> Do you know he's now claiming that he's a religious preacher? And so he's allowed to go online to do his sermons. Oh, oh my Bishop God. William. Bishop, that's how he's been allowed to get off bail. He's a religious preacher mm. who is doing sermons. No, it's misinformation from a nutter. He's a snake oil merchant who doesn't have any snakes. Um, I think he peddles fear and disinformation. Uh, I listen to a lot of the anti-vaxxers and the people who are, you know, hesitant on it, and I don't think they understand science. 
Um, these are scary times, let's be honest, right? The scary times. And if we've got brothers and sisters in our own families and, and friends and whanau who are, you know, vaccine hesitant, reach out to them and bring them along with us, you know? Don't don't write them off as as, as, as mad or what have you, because uh, the more people who vaccinate, the sooner we can get the bloody hell on with life. I don't um, think there's anything wrong with having questions. No, of course not. It's okay, Sweet. you know? We don't have to be af- afraid of having conversations, you know? You were you talking about injecting something into you. You want to <laughs> be safe and you're going to be okay. That's I mean, all I'm, I'm fully vaccinated, but I did my own research. I asked questions. I spoke to people that I trusted. I spoke to a few doctors and a nurse who I'm close to, who is a family friend, and I made an informed decision that worked for me. But, you know, I think people are also afraid of speaking up and then being labelled whatever it is, you know, irresponsible or whatever. It's just, yeah, it's a bit sad. Um, Guys, your thoughts, uh, Damien writes, your thoughts on the big company building its own town infrastructure housing um, then uh, nearby and many, many, you know? Bed company. That's the kind of that's the kind of big thinking ideas that they've taken on board there. You know, they've said, Well, we're gonna need X amount of people to work in here. We're going to provide them with the housing, we're gonna provide all of these things. I mean that's big thinking. I I, I like that they were that, that they that they thought that big. It just astounds me that a company can do that, but apparently our government can't. Yeah. No, and yeah. have you seen Nick Mowbray's uh, venture that's coming? It's sort of a flat pack housing. Yes, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm. I don't know about the whole Zuru scenario, but that seems like a good idea that I wish I had. Well, you know, we've got twenty four thousand families waiting on the emergency housing welfare list right now. Mm. I mean, if. Uh, <laughs> If it's a flat pack house or if it's a cheap one or that they put together, as long as it's it's warm and people can shelter in and it's going to have mm-hmm. a, a good use of time, I just I don't think those 24,000 are that picky. Yeah. yeah, you're right. It's safety, isn't it? It's it's yeah. uh, having security. Yeah. Hey, um, God. hey um, a question before you say something. Where are you? There. Yes. Question. If you weren't going to live in New Zealand... What's your next favourite country? Because it seems oh. pretty dismal at the moment. Oh, lordy lord. <laughs> Where would I want to live if I... You're like a Thailand the, kind of guy? Am I, am I, am I moving on? Huh? Was it, was yeah, well, it, well it, okay. Let's say um, short to medium term. Um, don't worry about job stuff. Just pretend that's all settled. You know, you're still... Kids stuff's fine. Hypothetically, you're there for five years. Where would you go? Whoa, five. See, there's a place. I mean, I would go obviously to Moscow if it was a short sort of, you know, stint sort of thing. Because I don't know how long you'd live in Moscow, but it would be a great time, right? I mean, three months, three months. Um, yeah. But if I was going somewhere to sort of learn, well, I, you know, Canada. I think I'd go Canada. Canada. Okay. Yes. I think there's a lot going on in Canada. You're right. Yeah. And it's similar to New Zealand, isn't it? Right. It's got that we hate yeah. being mistaken for an Australian the same way you hate being mistaken mm-hmm. for American. Yeah, yeah. It is. I have a girlfriend who's who's from Canada and she's awesome. Um, people, so, right? you know. Barbecue and barley. What's, what's you know, what's 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 not to like? 
What is not to like? It is, yeah, and it looks like it's got quite a good economy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, 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 she's, yeah, it's, it's, I've always wondered why Canada and New Zealand don't do more. Yeah, we seem very similar and, you know, their economy's cranking. I, I mean, a lot of actually my top um, retailer country and, and where most of my sales for my company come from, Canada. Yeah, it's mm, pretty good. You smoke weed over there with no trouble. I think that there's another thing there for, for bombs. Hallelujah. There it goes. Uh, what are you going to say tonight before I um, disconnect you and, and bid you farewell? What are you going to say tonight to the uh, middle class family of New Zealand, knowing what you know right now, um, having inside information? Is it going to get any better? Or are we, uh, you know, for people making $30,000, $50,000, is it going to be better with kids? Um, by or should Christmas? we go to Canada? Oh, shoot, we'll fuck off to Canada. Bugger off to Canada. Look, bugger off to Canada is always a good choice. Let's not, let's not. <laughs> I, 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 I cannot see, for the life of me, I cannot see us getting back to any sense of what we would have thought normal was in terms of travel uh, mm-hmm. and in terms of not being in the shadow of a lockdown. Look, I, I, I think that those realities are going to be with us till 2024. Mm. Um, and, that's, and, that's, and that's just with the Delta variant. The mutation list that I'm always keeping an eye on um, are just as bloody, you know, terrifying as well. We are not over this by any stretch of the imagination. This is we're we're in a marathon, folks. We're in a marathon. Thank you very much, mate. And we'll see you again next week because you've, you've, you've jumped into <laughs> this. Show. Show. some pies. Pie payment. All right, mate. Catch you later, eh? Thank you very much. Very well. Thanks, see you, babe. See you, man. Bomber Bradbury there, everybody. Um, we do have another uh, caller on the line. Should we should we go to the caller? Why do you look sneaky? Are you interested in the call? Here we go, caller. This is Jokesy. Hi, Jokesy. Yes, hi. I just want to reply to what Martin said about... Um, Billy Takaha, I do think that uh, he lets himself down uh, by not thinking straight before he does some things. So I will agree with him there. But I will say that there is other science that says there is um, uh, uh, much more sound um, alternatives to vaccines like the uh, uh, tropical papaya leaf um, extract been looked into in Malaysia at present and yes. is showing uh, uh, promise. And New Zealand is actually sending leaf to be um, uh, like um, in clinical trials for cancer and uh, dengue fever. I see you go to the same barber as Bomber. Hey, hold there for a second. Um, Sophia, I want to just say um, I was watching Tim Finn's uh, Instagram uh, today, and mm-hmm. he is up there hiding out in Omaha. And okay. uh, today they had orcas on the beach. Should we have a little bit of a watch? I'd love to. So this is him. Look how close they are. And that's one coming close to him. Fantastic. Yeah, there you go. So God, awesome. I love nature. 
Yeah, pretty awesome. Aren't they they? beautiful? When I was young and we lived up north, um, we used to often get um, beached whales and dolphins. It was really sad. And we went and helped them. Pardon? It's a real mystery what happens afterwards. Local iwi bless them, and do they just chainsaw them up, throw the bones in the ground, and use what they want to use for ceremonial stuff? I'm not sure. But anyways, we should find out, actually. We should find uh, uh, some uh, someone from the local iwi to tell us uh, what the process is. Anyway, back to your comments. Here we go. So every, anyone who makes it on screen tonight goes in the draw for the Lover Pies. We've got a 12-pack of Lover Pies. And when you come to the park, they're all gourmet um, around lunchtime. You just throw a pie in. So let's just uh, visit some of the comics here. You pick, is it at the laundromat? I think it's at home. Are you at home, Jokesy? Yes, I'm at home, yes. Oh, so you're not only laundry. Oh, you're talking about Jokesy here. Um, Somebody else is saying, yes, eat mango leaves, good man. Papaya. Yeah, papaya leaves, yes. Used for a long time for um, medical uh, treatments, um, particularly the uh, latex uh, has been used uh, for uh, getting, uh, like, the tumours out of cancer. Um, somebody else here says a sperm whale, you mean. Uh, are they orcas or are they What's sperm that? whales? Yeah, it's a weird one, isn't it? I don't um, know, but orcas um, have the white tummy, I think, so maybe. They're killer yeah. whales, eh? Yeah. Um, do you have a brush? Is there any chance that you could brush your hair live on the show tonight? Is that a possibility? I haven't. Uh, I haven't got much of a a, a brush. Oh, look, I'll just with your fingers. I'll just, just put my fingers. In, it looks in like you, look, you might look like Jack Nicholson under all that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. There we are. That's nice. very nice. Hate to put yeah. you on the spot. Sorry, Jokesy. Yes. Uh, I think we've got a couple people signing out. Thanks for the show, Erin. We're here uh, all the way through to Saturday at Thank nine o'clock. Yeah. Thanks, Sophia. Mm. Thanks for the company. Really enjoyed your chats with Bomber on the topic she talked about tonight. <laughs> and Adam covers it with it's that Boris from the UK. What's his name, Boris? You know. Thompson. You know yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. Uh, it was good to hear from Bomber. Thank you very much, Richard. Mm. Yeah, Bomber was, was a breath of fresh air. We'll get him back next week, obviously, as we slowly build contributors. I'm going to say mm. happy birthday to Steve the Marty. It's his birthday today, so that's why. Oh, happy birthday, Steve. Happy birthday. And even if right, you're not. Mate. Yeah, exactly. Well, thank you very much, um, Cora. It's nice to have you on. And anytime uh, you want to join the show, the link to the actual whole online show is on the Facebook post. So you just click on that, and then I'll just put you on. Does anyone want to try that now? Just Go while on. we're here. We just, Adam, this could be you. You just jump on, you click the thing in the post, and just, just, and then you don't have to say anything. You, I'll put you on, and then you can leave. And little, little. This, the next person that comes on grabs the lover pies. Yeah. And it can't be Benny Mac because he's, yeah. he's technically yeah. savvy. He'll be up here. <laughs> yeah. And maybe a few cupcakes. <laughs> Oh, cool. yeah, get more. That's we a good idea. A we did talk about time. me trying to courier post some baked goods, but I don't know how that would work. On an overnight yeah. service, I think it would be all right. I think you could. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. Jokes um, is into it. Yes, I'm, I'm certainly into it. Um, now, 
another thing they're doing in Australia is um, is with the, um, the stem of the pineapple as a way of killing COVID as well. And that has actually shown in research that it takes out the spike protein in it. Um, right. Yes. No doubt. That was mate. on Channel 7. Channel 7 on YouTube, Channel 7 Australia, and you can still get a copy of it on YouTube now. Okay. Well, hey, thank you very much. Now, next time you come on, Jokesy, play us a song. Don't talk to us about papaya, okay? I, I need to play get some song. really deep dives of entertainment from you. Uh, no, I've sent you some music files of, uh, of, of stuff that I'm uh, uh, playing. I've got well, what, what, email what to you. Well, what I want you to do is um, dive on and grab a song and then just, you know, come on board like that. I'm saying get in there, play it in the bit. We want to see your face. Yeah, well, you're seeing you my know? face now. No, no, but and, and hear a song at the same time. Guys, if you're missing the link, I've just put it up in the um, the comments section, everyone. So I don't think we're going to get anybody um, other than Jokesy on the uh, the old links. And plus, it's just gone 10 o'clock. We're, we're doing overtime now. We're doing so, overtime. We should be eating the pies. Absolutely. Yeah. In fact, I don't want to. Oh, we've got to give them away. We'll contact. We'll direct message you if you are the winner. All right, yeah, jokes. Yeah. I just want to say, just want to say one other thing that um, uh, if everyone thinks that um, um, David Seymour is going to be the dream, uh, uh, you've got another thing coming. Uh, Ask him if he, his, his uh, party has had anything uh, like trying to save New Zealand assets. Good on you, mate. All right, thanks, JC. I'll just go. We're going to hang up on you. Um, yeah. Nice one, Boris. Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Boris. Oh, gosh. We, we jokes, and I know you can hear us backstage. I mean, we've done the papaya and we've done the conspiracy. We need to have done It has been work. done. Yeah. Um, welcome, Adam. Thanks for joining yeah, us, Penny. Yes, yeah, good show tonight. Thank you. Yeah, no worries. Thank now, you. Uh, we've got some um, pies for you, so I'll just message you tomorrow morning and then yeah. get them off. I need, those, I need those in the old lockdown. So um, oh, my wife had a baby does. last night, and, um, yeah, so they, they kicked me out of the hospital, so <laughs> we uh, we cooked my own meals. Yeah. Oh, my wife, my wife had a um, third child last night, so oh you're not allowed to stay in the hospital. Yeah. <laughs> Yay! Congratulations, yeah, Dad. Oh, no, it's good. Yeah. Boy, yeah, yeah, two girls and a boy now, so oh. I'm done. <laughs> that is so, so sweet. Cool. What's yeah. the name? Uh, Roman. Yeah. Roman. Oh, Roman. You can yeah. tell we love kids. We're both like tearing up, like a oh, baby. <laughs> so yeah. Cool. Oh, yeah. Congratulations. How all is right. she feeling? Is she all right? Uh, yeah, she's good. Yeah, yeah. It was uh, it was a, a quick affair to be to be honest. Yeah, forty five minutes good. done and dusted. So yeah, no, it was painless. Yeah, painless for me anyway. I should say. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> well, yeah. um, oh, awesome. Come and have a beer with us tomorrow night, and uh, I'll make sure I uh, have a couple of beers. You have a beer, and we'll uh, we'll have with the baby's head. Sound, sounds good. <laughs> now that I know how the uh, the the um, link works. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I feel like we may maybe are not explaining it correctly. Oh, no, yeah. when when Thane put the link in the in the comment, it, it showed up. But yeah, you've got to go on a browser. So I was only on the Facebook app, but send you across to the browser. So not that uh, difficult. Okay. okay, I'll remember yeah. that for tomorrow. I'll always post it in the comments so you can get to it. Yeah, no, it's yes. been a good thank show. Thank you very much, mate. Thanks, thank you, and thank you yes. for um, all your comments and being no, involved. It's, right. it's awesome. Yeah. It makes the show yeah, what it on. is. Have well, a good night. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, see you, pal.
See ya. Any you hold the line and let's welcome Zared. Zared, welcome to the show, mate. How are Hello. you? Yeah, g'day. How's it going? Good. Good How are you? Where are you calling from? Oh, a little old Howard Auckland. All right. Yeah. Just down the road. Um, yeah, yeah. What? Well, yeah, supposedly. I know. We're, 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 in, we're in Beachlands and I know a guy oh. who runs East FM in Howick, so uh, Michael Rouse. Oh, really? Yeah. Seems like. um, oh, great show. Great show. Oh. Right. Thanks very much. Long-time listener from the George uh, or the Rock and obviously Harry days. Oh, fantastic. You follow us around. Perfect. Oh, Great. Right. Well, this is the new gig. You know, I think you get, I'm going to get a lot more achieved if I just do my own thing, you know. So oh, this fair is enough. Yeah. Perfect. I think you do well. You like that anyway. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, totally. Hey, um, the pies are gone, but I'll put you in the draw for tomorrow's lot, all right? Oh, that's all right. No problem at all. There yeah. are many pies to come. Oh, I've, I've actually just made some pies before. We, uh, we've we got a smoker, and obviously, what are you going to do with seven kilos of brisket in your freezer? So oh made some oh, brisket wow. and uh, camembert and blue cheese pies the other Is day. Is there any so. chance we can have a look at these pies? Can you move your camera? Oh, or you well, I'd have to go to my freezer. They're all in my freezer if you want to oh, okay. well, just... well, up to you, but you know. Oh, we'll watch. watch. Maybe. I don't know. It might be the outdoor freezer, so it might be a bit oh, far, right. We can have a look, but that would just be show. Yeah, that would just be showing me from my freezer. That's a bit weird. Yeah, yeah, that's creepy. Well, when you bake one tomorrow, and you yeah. tune in, I'll tune in regardless. I'll be ready. Even if I don't bake. It is. <laughs> no, no, it's been good. I was quite surprised. I didn't realize this was on, so it's been really good. Especially oh, bonus. Nice. That I, you know, that's the childhood days when I used to tune in on my uh, Iowa radio with the little oh. super bass on. So I used to listen to him. He was a great guy. Yeah, didn't even know he was doing the blog, so really informative. Mate, isn't this great? Two of your radio heroes on one show. This is incredible. Oh, no, to be honest, yeah. <laughs> I, love I love it. I'm milking it. Hey, mate, we're going to let you go now. Thank you very much. Yeah, cheers. Nice you, See you soon, matey. See you See later. You See you, pal. Hello, caller. We've got Hello. Benny on the line. How are you, mate? Yeah, great. First time caller, long time listener. <laughs> I uh, love your shades. Uh, am I coming in loud and clear? Am I looking? Yeah. How's the color looking? Is it loud and clear? Because I'm seeing a magenta. I'm seeing a shocking magenta. Wow. Okay. Now, uh, you're coming in loud and clear. You've got the grand piano behind you. It looks like you're currently situated in a swanky joint in Queenstown. Obviously, Absolutely. you're using the blue, blue screen. Um, what's what been happening in the life of Benny Mac? I'd just like mm-hmm. to take this opportunity to thank our newest sponsor, Simply Squeeze. It's a beautiful smoothie. You can mm. drink, drink that just by itself or on the rocks. It's really up to you. Unfortunately, I do like a, those. It's got an unfortunate sperm colour, hasn't it? Well, that's all part of the uh, the goodness of the product. Oh, God, I'm slurping that back. He is not wasting a drop. No way, Jose. Fabulous. Um, have you liked tonight's show? Yes. Okay. Uh, Bomber, Bradbury Bomber was absolutely the highlight. I love that guy. And and from uh, from by all accounts, I think he's going to be running for Prime Minister 2023. So everybody vote for Bomber 23, 23 BB for Mayor. If we're not in Canada. 
Absolutely, yeah. Just, just stay here. Canada's lockdown is a lockdown state, big time. Is that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Super state. Absolutely. Yeah. We've got plenty more here where that comes from, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> it's got another slew of It's an unfortunate color. It is an unfortunate color. But um, as they say, it's full of life. And yeah. uh, it's a probiotic. So it's, uh, you know, everybody really needs to stay healthy. But the pies, the pies you know, that's exciting. You were here for the pies, aren't you? To the winner. Well, I was here for the pies, but congratulations to the winner. Uh, you know? Adam, well, yeah, Adam, I was Andrew. got three people just by bribing you guys. And now yeah, we absolutely. know. Exactly. You know, people are, well, I mean, everyone will, will work for pies. Basically, that's the new – it's kind of like in prison, it's um, cigarettes or it's, yeah. you know – you're either, yeah, paying, you're either paying with cigarettes or your booty hole. Those are the two <laughs> currencies in prison. But here it's all that smoothie. It's, it's like a little, it's their own cryptocurrency, isn't it? It's like Pi Coin or something like that. You know? <laughs> it is. It's like a coin. It's, a it's like in China they've got the the moon cake. Here we've got the pie, the pie. and the beer. Mm. What's your favorite pie, by the way, Benny? Uh, it would have to be the mince and cheese. Yeah. Classic potato top. If we're getting oh, yeah. fancy, wow, we'll go for the potato top. But you know, they, I have a lot of respect um, for potatoes. They are, you know, incredibly versatile, and but I cannot get down with that potato top pie. I don't know what it is. Okay, um, it's sometimes too it, it, it depends on the manufacturer of the pie. Uh, you've got to find the correct manufacturer. Okay. Look, to be okay. honest, if you're going, if you're going a potato top, you don't want to go a wrapped potato top. You need a cabinet fresh. So you want to go to a, um, a high turnover mm-hmm. bakery, you know, the one that serves all the tradies on the side of the road. The um, one next to a high school, so they're getting huge perfect. turnover. Yes. Huge yeah. turnover. Always you fresh. go there at 4 a.m. in the morning. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I'm close. You know, bakers, bakers work through the night. That's part of the craft. That's part of the skill. If you're a baker, say goodbye to your sleep. You don't even need a That's bed. Right. You can sleep under the damn oven. Very warm. Uh, you, yeah. You put your head on a sack of flour, you know. Hey, guys, can I tell you a story about the High Bakery on K Road? When we had Alt TV years ago, there was a bakery called the High Bakery, and it was just the worst piece of shit bakery you could ever imagine. And we um, – we the the door was open and we had done an all nighter at uh, Alt TV, and we were starving and we were thinking, oh, fantastic! The high break bakery is open. The lights were half on, but really not on at all. So we pushed the door open, and then there is a guy who is at the till, like just further down the counter, and then he goes, okay. <laughs> and then looks at us and he goes. And then out popped a little fella, his little helper, <laughs> who'd be obviously <laughs> right, rolling his buns. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Who'd been giving him a little bit of a help Pinching through the his night? Little oh. Boston roll, <laughs> you call yeah. it. Okay. And, and while, okay. Well, that's a, a you know that is gross and disgusting. It's even more gross and disgusting that that kind of filthy thing was happening so close to a kitchen. You know what I mean? Yes. <laughs> 
that's a huge yes. problem. That's a huge yeah. bio, bio problem. problem. <laughs> you know, generally what you need to do is wear the appropriate PPE. That's thorough hand washing. Of course, you're sort of doing the mitts and also you're knitting. Mm. Um, mm. You, you know, and then of course flicking it. You don't really want to be uh, practicing unsafe sanitary hygiene methods no. in around no. food preparation areas. Not at no. all. And, no, the, and the giver, he is definitely, uh, it was a he at that time, he's definitely got this going on, he's got it on his apron, um, you know, and and they didn't live in COVID times, so he wasn't hand sanitizer anywhere. So if anything, okay. there was a beaten up, discolored, dirty, um, you know, tides going out, little uh, bar of soap. Well, that's a leaky to be expected on K-Road, so all's well that yeah. ends well, I say. Did you get that's it right? And uh, no, we didn't get a pie. And at the end of the day, we we, we walked up to the BP and got one from there. <laughs> That's Sounds where we're going to leave it, Benny boy. Thank you very much. Enjoy your sperm, and um, we'll do. Yeah, and give that grand piano a play tomorrow. Uh, we'll see you on tomorrow, show, everybody. Oh, he's doing a high bakery. Okay, going to do with this one. Oh, oh yeah, oh, great Fantastic. <laughs> leave it there. Very useful. Yeah. Hey, tomorrow on the show, everybody, we have got a woman called Rebecca Campbell. She uh, had suffered through the death of her partner, and she went on 138 dates until she found her husband. She was so determined to find a husband after that. She went on some real shitters. From 9 o'clock tomorrow, she's going to walk us through how all that stuff went. How good is that? Yeah, that's a lot of dates, isn't it? In a row, at the same restaurant. How funny! Oh, hang on, he's got something over here. YouTube banner says nine to eleven. Oh yeah, I've got to change that. Thanks, thanks, mate. Yeah, I've got to get Thank that up. you. Thanks, mate. See you soon. He's good. Um, so yeah, Rebecca Campbell on our show tomorrow. Excellent, excellent. Well, I think that was lovely. You know yeah, what? I think we found out. We uh, we round out at about. 120 every every show actually yeah we do I think the we? first one was about that too hour good and a half good show tonight guys thank you very much it's going to get better thank every you guys show. for participating it makes it very fun and fulfilling a very good evening 